everybody. Welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine. We're on episode 260. We did it. We did it, Joe. <laughs> Yo, y'all can't tell me anything now that I am an expert on this sound pad that I have here. I am so hyped. So we did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. So yes, we are here at 260. Let's get into these topics. <sighs> Where do I want to begin? Okay, so let's backtrack to last episode because I've gotten some later developments when it comes to the blind side, aka the blind lie. So allegedly... It's a farce. It's a farce. So Michael O'Hare, again, he is the the black man who was, quote unquote, adopted, according to what he thought from what he said recently. Yet. Um, so he was adopted um, into this white family, though, the two of he's however you say their last name. This is based off of well, the, there's a movie called The Blind Side based off of this true story. And. This white family essentially saved him from poverty. He was one of 11 siblings in the household and his father wasn't in his life while his mother had a crack addiction and she was frequently on binges so much so that she would lock her children outside of the house while she was taking while she was on a binge on a crack binge and yeah, so somehow, I, again, I haven't seen the movie, but somehow he came to be close to this white family and they started within their heart to adopt him. Great, beautiful story. But when this was released in 2009, the concept of white savior was not introduced to our lexicon, I feel like. I've, I've never heard of that back then. And since since many years later, a lot of things that were praised and revered back then are now being seen differently. And so this movie is now in that woke agenda because it is seen as a white savior complex, which I, I could I could agree to that because of the perception of it and just how yeah they did save him now if they did save him is that a bad thing right like he was in an impoverished environment he was exposed to drugs his mother was frequently on binges and was an addict herself so if yeah the concept of white saver complex is not something to be proud of as far as like being the superiority complex but if it's telling the truth and if if it actually did help a black person who was a, a person who happened to be black um save them from their poverty then i mean shit save me too like it's like no kidding it's a joke uh okay so anyway so come to find out Michael O'Hare, the black man, he wrote a book years ago. And in this book, he revealed that he knew he wasn't adopted. 
he knew that he was being brought into this family under a conservatorship. That was already clear. Like, apparently there was no mischief of this mystery on whether or not he was adopted. But maybe back then he wasn't aware of the details of what that meant. I'm not sure. But now, come to find out, he has released a new book. A new book he has released. And I'm starting to believe that he has decided to put this family, this white savior family of his, under under the rug. And now they're being seen as these... Uh, manipulative, mischievous, ill-intended family. And I'm just, I had a poor, I have a poor taste in my mouth now. Like just last episode, like don't have me come on my podcast and backtrack my initial opinions because come to find out you're the fraud. And that's where I'm at currently. You know, finding out that he seemed to have been lying and made this up for, and this is my assumption now, for the promotion of his new book, it all makes sense. Now, I do wonder, does he have a strained relationship with the family? You know, because if he was still close with them, this is kind of strange to put them under the rug like this. But if he has in a strained Um, in a strange relationship with them, then I guess it's fitting for him to do such a thing. But it's just, it's really poor to his uh, character. And it really shows how he could care less about this family who saved him. Now I'm starting to, now I'm starting to think, is is the white savior complex a bad thing? Because golly, You know, you have a family who thought they were doing good, right? Doing a good deed, being a good Samaritan, just to be bit up under their ass years later and to be perceived as these manipulative monsters who sought out this black boy and got him for and exploited him basically and got him for the money that they could based off of the talent that he demonstrated like I don't know so he was recently at a book signing for his new book called when your backs against the wall Michael O'Hare was all smiles while greeting fans at his book signing in Florida on Wednesday, People reports, just days after the former NFL star's attorney filed a motion asking the court to take action in his legal dispute against Sean and Leanne Tui. Yeah, that's I think that's how you say their last name. O'Hare was attentive and friendly with his with with attendees. And, uh, yeah, he was just a very approachable person, but he declined to speak about his petition against the Tuis, in which he alleges they tricked him into a conservatorship. That's very interesting. So now you're quiet. Now you're quiet. Now you're choosing to not speak about the very thing you spoke about. 
suddenly you want to pull that card oh i'll i we have to leave it to the attorneys and leave it in the courts because of this is an ongoing legal this is an open legal matter so now he's quiet but he wasn't quiet just a few weeks ago you wasn't you wasn't quiet a couple weeks ago you know (laughs) you know so yeah it's starting to look fishy and it's just disappointing but you know I guess it's all in the character right and it's all in alignment that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to say and what I mean by that is not to say everyone who comes from a crack home act like this but I'm saying there is a trend right when you come from a broken family and you don't have the foundational characteristics that's becoming of a man, right? You don't have that, then likely you are to pull something like this at some point. So despite the good hand that he was dealt by being quote unquote adopted because essentially he was adopted maybe it's not legally but he was emotionally spiritually physically adopted into this new home into this family so yes they did a conservatorship instead for whatever reason why they did that not sure but nonetheless you were not um just suddenly told that information and then the fact that there was another report that said he just found out that he wasn't adopted six months ago. Like, and this is present day. So within this year, 2023, well, maybe six months ago, it was like towards the end of 2022. But nonetheless, you're telling me just six months ago, you found out you wasn't adopted? (laughs) Man, and this movie's been out since 09. You didn't do your research then. You are a grown ass man. And you wrote a book previously. Years ago, you wrote a book. In that book, you noted that you were aware of the conservatorship. And he also mentioned how he was disappointed or didn't appreciate the portrayal of him in the movie and basically felt like he had no control over how he was going to appear or be portrayed in this movie. He particularly didn't like that he was seen as, or he was, his character was portrayed as someone who couldn't read and write. And though that's a hard pill to swallow, right? Like no one wants to admit that, hey, for many years I was dyslexic or I don't think he was particularly dyslexic but for many years I was illiterate that's the word I was looking for for many years I was illiterate and I couldn't string a sentence together and I didn't know how to analyze or critically think and I was just I was not there mentally um it's a hard pill to swallow, right? I get the embarrassment and shame of that, but you also have to realize that's not your fault. You as a kid, you were failed by your parents and the environment that you were in, more than likely you would have turned out as someone who would be illiterate until hopefully someone like this white savior family could come in and save your ass. Well, anyway, he didn't appreciate the portrayal of him being illiterate and felt like 
it was uh, inaccurate. There was a quote in which he said, oh, by the second grade, he was in plays. So he doesn't know why they portrayed him as illiterate. And it's like, what does that mean? He didn't say specifically by second grade or third grade, I was the spelling bee champ or... I was the the writing king in my third grade classroom. No, no, no. You just say he was in plays. A, a fool could be in a play. Like, it's not that... <laughs> it does not dictate your level of intelligence when it comes to reading and writing. So, again, he just makes himself look like a fool when it comes to things that he say... Um, it just doesn't add up and I'm just so I'm just disappointed I'm disappointed because I have to come back on and backtrack because just last episode I'm on here talking about the blind lie and this white savior family manipulated him and yeah and come to find out it from what the latest developments have been and this is all in live time and maybe next episode I'll have another update if I care enough to update some more but According to recent developments, it looks like he is the liar here. It looks like he is putting along a a sympathy party so that he could gain more attention and more sales for his latest book. That's what it looks like to me. So it's just unfortunate that he has to put this white family, and I don't want to emphasize on the white part, but just this family that took him in as one of their own, as best as they could, and now he is showing his gratitude in this way. Like, uh, it's just disappointing, but child, God bless, God bless. Okay, let's get into Kiki Palmer. So apparently Kiki Palmer is in a new music video. And I can't remember right now if it's her new music video or if it's a song from him and she happens to be in it. And it's not like it's a cameo shot, actually. It's, hold on, let me see if I can pull it up. I think it's, she has a a longstanding role in the video (laughs) she's a long yeah okay yeah it is his song the song is called boyfriend it already has 4.3 million views it was released eight days ago by usher and it's all it's, it's on youtube for your for your reference and in the video from the clips that i've seen i haven't watched it in full she's just playing the part of the 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 fangirl right the 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 one who has always loved usher like she's playing herself really she's playing what we saw in that clip of hers at his concert and how she got so excited so much so that she forgot she was with the man <laughs> oh no that she forgot that she has a man specifically And she started acting like she was single. So in this music video, she is portraying herself, basically. Now, what I am having a hard time understanding is, was this all a lie? What's true? I'm really starting to question reality some more. Because what was true? It seems like 
there is this concocted plan for Kiki to have been that extra at his concert, showing him her butt through her through her see-through dress, dancing up on him, acting like a fangirl, and totally disregarding the fact that she's in a relationship and she just had a baby from this man whom she's in a relationship. Now she, oh, and then right after, she still hasn't made a public response about it, yet will make subliminal responses. So there was this video of her that got viral, that went viral of her um, performing. And we forget that she is actually a singer also. Like she's an artist, uh, like a musical artist in particular. You know, you know, there's painter artist, there's teacher artist. Like it's all an art form. There's a lot of art forms out here, but specifically she is, she sings. And she was performing a song of hers, I believe. Maybe it was a new song. And I think I played it on here. I want to say I played it. Or maybe I just played it. It has like... Anyway, if I didn't, then I, I know what I did with it. But the point is, she was performing a song of hers. And she's she's like emphasizing so much on this particular lyric in which she says, I don't need a nigga. I got this ass, and I'm paraphrasing, but she was like, I don't need a nigga. I just, I just need a bag. That's what that's what it is. I don't need a nigga. I just need a bag. And I think my son, I got this ass. Here or there, right? And it just made me shake my head because I feel like, again, with this um, feminism movement that... I feel like some people are catching on. Like, okay, we're being told a lie here. This is another pushed agenda for women, black women in particular, to believe such rhetoric, think that it's okay to behave any type of way and be happy with the life that is now dealt. You know, and then complain about why men ain't shit, why nigga ain't, why niggas ain't shit, and it's like, well you're not shit you know like can we take some accountability some reflection here and do better from that can that be an option that's just my my thing um so yeah so that video came out well that video went viral and i noticed her noticed that lyric and then we hear a comment from darius jackson her ex-boyfriend now we're not even sure her estranged boyfriend but nonetheless her child's father he's talking about how he um he's uh respecting having to raise their child in separate households now and and then there was a comment said by him that he never made a public comment about them uh there's no public official comment about my relationship with Kiki. It just, I don't like, is Kiki trying to catch a show? Is she trying to be on a new reality show or something? Is she, what is going on? But something is just not adding up. Like it's, it feels fishy to me. It feels like it's, it's just too in alignment. How are you in his music video? How are you in Usher's music video now? And 
yet you still haven't addressed the fact that and not to say you have to give us a statement but like are you still with your nigga or not <laughs> what's you know people trying to figure it out what's going on and then like you just going about like ah like it's just rude you know i think sometimes we fail to recognize that hey maybe i was just in the moment and fangirling for this artist who i've loved for so many years but I could get out of my own head and get out of my own feelings and be like, you know what? I'm sorry, babe, if I offended you. And not to do that whole weak ass up. You know, people be like, I'm sorry if I hurt you. Shut up. You did. Don't say if. Right. But So she don't have to give an apology like that. But and she it's not like she had to tell us about the apology. But the point is like, where when can you say hey you know what we good like we don't have to keep like just put it to rest that's what i'm saying i feel like she's still riding the coattails of this controversy and appearing as if she is so good and she doesn't need a nigga and it's like okay child you go ahead and raise your baby alone All right, uh, so Trump apparently has been arrested. I still think this is all a lie. Nothing is real. I think this is a nothing is real episode. <laughs> this is, what are we talking about? Trump is arrested. There was a, I was watching a podcast show earlier and they were talking about this amongst many of the topics that they talk about. Shout out to the Urban X podcast. Um, they had a picture posted behind them as they were talking about Trump they had a picture they had a picture of him in an orange suit like you know the orange jail attire and his mugs like like he (laughs) Trump is wearing the orange attire and he's come on and at first I'm looking at the picture I'm like oh my gosh is this real Really, a former president is arrested and we see a mugshot and he's wearing the orange jumpsuit that one would wear as a convict. It doesn't make any sense. But the way that the picture was just posted in the background, it just made me question the reality of everything. Like, did someone doctor this up? And when I looked it up on my own, I'm like, that's why we got to do our own research. Like, don't just take everything face value and be like, oh, yeah, that's what it said on this podcast. That's what it is. Like, no, even if you feel like the the podcasters or whomever is reporting this news is well intended or well intentioned. you should still just kind of check for yourself. So I decided to check for myself. I just typed in Donald Trump. And you would think if he really was arrested and there really is a mugshot, especially a picture of him in an orange jumpsuit, then that would be the first image you would see. There was no such image on Google when I typed in his name, y'all. No such image. So this idea of... Now, it does say that he was arrested. He... um, but there's no pictures of him getting handcuffed. You don't see any footage of 
him being read his rights like nothing like that apparently he decided to um go to like he went to the county himself it looks like wait i think he was i think maybe that was a public my thing is if that mugshot was real though how how was he in a jumpsuit already like he wasn't (laughs) you know what i mean when you're taking a mugshot you're not automatically in the jumpsuit of that jail you're still wearing your regular clothes child let me look this up again because maybe because this article the headline oh my gosh okay so okay I, th- I think that i know what happened here so the picture that i saw that was on the podcast that i was watching earlier someone must have just doctored the orange jumpsuit but there is an actual picture of his mugshot and he's not wearing the jumpsuit he is wearing a regular suit and tie and he's doing his his furor face. (laughs) So Trump's mugshot made public by Fulton County Jail after arrest. So he was arrested and this took place in Georgia, right, Fulton? And uh, apparently he took himself in. The former president was booked at the Fulton County Jail in Atlanta on multiple felony charges Thursday. Former President Donald Trump was booked at the Fulton County Jail in Atlanta on felony charges related to his efforts to overturn the 2020 election. It is Trump's fourth indictment this year, but it's the first time he has had his mugshot taken. Fulton County authorities are taking mugshots of all 19 people charged in the case, including Trump's lawyers, Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell and his former chief of staff, Mac, no, Mark Meadows. So Rudy, I think I saw a picture of Rudy Giuliani. The Fulton County, okay, so... They released his mugshot not long after he left the jail on a $200,000 bond. District Attorney Fannie Willis, that black woman that we've been seeing lately on the news who's wearing the suit and tie, the attorney. Uh, Yeah, so she's the DA. She oversaw the charges against Trump and his co-defendants. In a filing on Thursday, she requested that the trial begin in October 23rd, a judge will ultimately decide when Trump's Georgia trial will begin as he faces other charges in New York, Florida, and Washington, D.C. Free my nigga Trump. Free my nigga Trump. Just like free thug. (laughs) I don't care about thug. Free my nigga Trump. Free my nigga Trump. Cut it out. What are we really talking about? Y'all making a big deal out of nothing. Honestly, the real winner of the GOP presidential debate that just took place is Trump. And he wasn't even present. But he's the real MVP there. Okay, he's the one who truly won. You know what was so funny? He decided not to go because he thought it has a waste of time. Because he's apparently still leading the polls. He there was a 40% lead that I saw that I read somewhere. 
and he's still doing well for himself. Like he still gains a lot of attention. <laughs> yeah, so this picture is, this is a fucking joke. <laughs> Y'all can't, I can't write this up. I still don't believe Tory Lanez is serving time. And I definitely don't think, even if he is serving time, I still don't think he's going to serve the 10 years that he was sentenced. Y'all can't have me believe any of this. So I'm looking at the mugshots of all of the folks who were allegedly a part of this. What exactly is he getting charged for? I'm still, I know it's indictment, but indictment on what? I think it was something like files that he didn't or try to overturn the 2020 election. So the fraud stuff, maybe. So there's a mugshot of this woman whose name is Jenna Ellis. And she is a part of the team here. You see her smiling, grinning like it's her new fucking school picture. It's another, uh, there's a mugshot of this other guy, of this guy here, David Shafir, or Schaefer, and he's smiling also, Rudy, <laughs> what's gonna happen in the next season of America? This is such a joke, oh my gosh. Anyway, I think this is all, uh, um, a psyop, I would say, to, make him look even more unfavorable and make people believe that there's no point in voting for him still because, oh, well, he's going to serve time or there's a, there's a court uh, hearing that he, has to, that he has to attend and he won't be able to do this or do that. I feel like it'll make people think that there's no chance in hell for him to win. So let me not just let me not vote for him. Ooh, that's bars. But that's what I believe. I really do believe that. I think that is why they're doing this because they fear, because they know Trump could get it again. Trump could get it again. And whether or not he deserves it, I'm not saying to go vote for him. I'm not saying any of that. I'm not saying I'm going to vote. I'm just saying Trump could get it again. So there's that. Speaking of presidents, there are, let me count, let me see. There are 44 U.S. presidents who carry the same European royal bloodline. How? How? So apparently... You have George Bush, his father, of course, Ronald Reagan, Obama, Bill Clinton, JFK, Abe Lincoln, Nixon. Um, what's, this, what's that guy's name? I forgot. But there's so many other presidents also who are all related, who are all related. And the... The um, the point person in which they're all related to is two people, actually, two people. So one is this man named Charlemagne, not Charlemagne the God, <laughs> but Charlemagne, who was the brutal 8th century king of the Franks. 
And also, they all descend from King Edward III of England. Yeah, those two people in particular. And I'm looking at this other chart here. Apparently, someone named Vlad the Impala, a.k.a. Dragon. Let me look. <laughs> Yo, the internet is a hoot. Vlad the Impala. Is this real? So Vlad the Impala, Vlad the Third, commonly known as Vlad the Impala of Vlad Dracula, was Voivod of Wallachia three times between 1448 and his death in 1448. Okay, so he is real. So this is where Dracula comes from, but he's not a vampire too. <laughs> he is often considered one of the most important rulers in Wallachian history and a national hero of Romania. Okay. But apparently, so even despite me saying he was a hero, he is also described as a vicious person. The real Dracula was absolutely vicious. Interesting. Let me read this real quick. So few names have cast more terror into into the human heart than Dracula. The legendary vampire created by author Bram Stoker for his 1897 novel of the same name has inspired countless horror movies, television shows, and other blood-curling tales of vampires. Though Dracula may seem like a singular creation, Stoker, in fact, drew inspiration from a real-life man with an even more grotesque taste for blood. Vlad III... Prince of Wallachia, or as he is better known, Vlad the Impala, Vlad Tempest, a name he earned for his favorite way of dispensing with his enemies. Vlad III was born in 1431 in Transylvania, a mountainous region in modern day Romania. His father, was Vlad the Second Dracul, rule of Valachia. So he comes from royalty. So it seems like he would impale his enemies. Anyone who came before him or against him, he would not just kill them, but impale their bodies, maybe just as he is killing them, he would torture them by doing so. Uh, let's see where if I can find. Uh, da, 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 da. Anyway, he was okay. So, but I'll look into this even more and come forward with more information if I so choose. But it's very interesting to me the gene the genealogy of these u.s presidents many of them are connected to these rulers and kings who are known for their colonizing ways who are known for their brutality who are known for their demonic ways like the description just continues I am just shocked here. Like, you know how you come across information and it's like, it's like you're being, you're being gagged. That's how I'm feeling right now because this infographic is fascinating. So I'm looking at an infographic right now. You see George W. Bush is at the center. 
and you see all of these heads near him or right next to him with a little blurb next to each stem. So for example, George W. Bush is the eighth great grandfather married her granddaughter. No, no, anyway, Pocahontas is connected to George W. Bush. And it's done by his eighth grandfather who married her granddaughter. I guess if I'm reading that right. Tom Hanks is fourth cousins, four times removed. I never understood what that meant. When people would be like, oh, I'm four times removed. What is that? So are you related or not? But according to this, he is fourth cousins with Abraham Lincoln, who is seventh cousins, five times removed uh, to George W. Bush. Dick Cheney is ninth cousin to George W. Bush. Obama is 11th cousin to, to George W. Bush. Brad Pitt is ninth cousin to Obama. Marilyn Monroe is ninth cousin, three times removed to George W. Bush. What's going on with George W. Bush? <laughs> Diana, Princess Diana, is... 10th cousin to Andrew Firestone. Is he the Firestone tire? Okay, that's what it's called. From, that's where his name from. She's 11th cousin to George W. Bush. She's also related to Senator John Kerry, who is related to Hugh Hefner. And George W. Bush is 32 generations removed from Vlad the Impala. John Kerry is 34th generation removed from Vlad the Impala. Celine Dion is even in this. Celine Dion is distant cousin to Camilla Parker Bowles. If I'm saying the last name right. Uh, Celine Dion and Madonna are related. They're ninth cousins, two times removed. I mean, the list goes on, y'all. What is going on? And it makes you wonder, not even wonder, now I feel even more assured that everything's a lie. All of these, these, um, these surprise stories, like for example, with Obama, right? Like people, many of us, including myself, didn't believe that it was possible to have a sitting black president, right? We didn't think that it was possible for there to ever have... Uh, for for there to ever be a black president to um to be of the United States and to see Obama make it, everyone was crying. My president is black. My brother, whatever that song is from Jeezy, but there was so much emotion just just penetrating in the air because of the fact that Obama is black and he is. Well, he was the president for eight years of America. But looking at this information here of how he is related to many of the sitting presidents or I mean, they're not sitting anymore, right? Because they're not current presidents, but many of the former presidents, it makes you realize this was all concocted. This was all a plan, just like Kiki Palmer and Usher. That's it. (laughs) 
everything is a play. We're all watching a show. When's the next season of America coming out? We've been on season 14,000. Like, this show is never ending. But it's just, ugh, it's fascinating, y'all. Like, when you unearth more information about things the government or the media tell you to believe and you realize it's not what it has been shown to you like it's not really the case you're like it's just like everything's like everything's in slow motion so as i'm reading the information about the the common book uh the bloodline that's shared between obama the bushes the reagan's it's like what else is going on like dang it's just it's it's something that's it's just fascinating it's fascinating it's interesting it makes you wonder what else really what else is going on so what else is going on on other news gunplay who is a rapper but he is more so known for his um apparent not appearance but he his role in the show love and hip-hop i forget which season i think he was in the miami one but you know the how they've been swapping cast members into different seasons or different um regions for the show i used to like him fun fact about me fun, <laughs> i guess that's my fun fact <laughs> i used to like gunplay I really did. I don't know. Something about him I liked. Well, I think it was just the aura of Rick Ross back then and his, I forgot what his group was called, but, or his label was called. No, that's not his song. Um, anyway, but you know how when Wale was with him, Gunplay was a part of the team also. And when they were showing them, like when they were in his music videos and you see him a part of the team, this was at the time when I was over at my cousin, <laughs> shout out to Joe. Uh, um, we would always watch music videos and whenever Rick Ross would come on, she, he was one of her faves. She loved him. And yeah, so Gunplay will play a role. Like I would see him in the videos, and I'd be like, "Oh, I kind of, I don't, I just like his swag for some, for, for some bit." I would never, no, no. But you know how you just kind of these, you have these weird people have these weird fetishes, like things that you can't explain. It's just like I don't know why I like it, but I do. That's how it was for me and Gunplay at the time. I don't feel that way currently. I'm just saying at the time, I couldn't explain these feelings or whatever these thoughts I had for him I just thought he was attractive with that thick ass dookie braid dread and I'm purposely saying dreadlock because it was dreadful but he had the swag about him anyway gunplay took his name literally uh these past couple of days because he decided to play with a gun while pointing it to his wife while she was carrying their baby. Child, he had an AK-47 pointed at his wife while she was carrying their baby. 
in whatever scenario is horrible, right? Like, regardless if she had the baby on her or not, the fact that you took out this long ass gun and pointed at me, the one you love, the one you married, um, the one who you was about to fight DJ Envy over because she was hurt because DJ Envy decided to include some information about him about gunplay as he was going at it with Rick Ross come to find out he's pulling out guns on her like what child Florida Florida that's where he's from Florida rapper gunplay allegedly lived up to his name (laughs) it's hilarious I mean the jokes just just write themselves lived up to his name by drunkenly pulling an AK-47 on his wife while she was holding their baby in a fight over him playing the shoot 'em up game Call of Duty, according to cops and his wife. The 44-year-old loving hip-hop Miami, yeah, Miami, Miami star, real name Richard Morales Jr., was arrested Sunday in the Florida city on charges of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, false imprisonment, and child abuse record show. He allegedly threw glass cups and bottles at wife, Venanche Taylor Morales, forcing her to cover their six-month-old daughter with a blanket to protect her from flying glass. Ooh, child. He then pressed an AK-47 against his wife's chest and said, I will blow your shit back, according to the affidavit. Taylor Morales released, uh, well, addressed the ordeal on her Instagram page Sunday to say she and her daughter were safe and that she was divorcing the rapper against whom she had a restraining order. She released a statement saying, quote, unfortunately, Richard is back to using and developed a very bad drinking problem, wrote the mom, who appeared alongside her husband in the VH1 reality show. This is very disturbing. And it's one thing that, you know, maybe one would think, oh, maybe they're trying to um, gain attention because they're featured on this reality show called Love and Hip Hop. And Love and Hip Hop features a lot of dysfunctional relationships between men and women, within friendships, romantic relationships, whatever the case is. So maybe this was just a, um, just like a, a publicity stunt to gain more exposure. But it clearly seems like it's not. And, you know, when I when I heard of this news, initially, I was just like, damn, like, that's what drugs do to you. Right. Like like he wasn't in his right mind. And I know we don't like to use the mental health card or even like the excuse of. I was on drugs and I I wasn't in my right mind excuse. But I think that's literally just the only excuse available here. And me saying that, of course, does not mean he needs to be excused from this or 
that he shouldn't be charged. You know, I don't I'm not at all saying any of that. So please get that clear. What I'm saying is when you're not in your right mind for whatever reason. So that could have been because of prescription drugs. Maybe he was prescribed. I'm not saying he was, but I'm saying like if another person like don't when I let's not talk about gunplay real quick. If someone else was I'm gonna say an example, but I don't wanna be too clear about it in case I'm offended anyone who comes across this episode. Anyway, there's a relative who I have who had a psychotic break years ago and he wasn't in his right mind because of the meds that he was prescribed by the doctor. This, these were meds that were seen as the answer for his ailment but it had him fucked up. He was seeing dead people. He was saying he didn't feel like he was in the same realm as us. So he wasn't in his right mind, right? Now, God forbid, had he picked up a weapon and pointed it at a loved one, that will be an action of someone who's not in his right mind. So I think the same applies to anyone who's on drugs, whether these drugs are prescribed, right? These good drugs, right? Oh, and I'm saying good drugs because when it's prescribed by a doctor, it's a good drug. No, it's not. But a lot of people have that perception, right? So if it's a, if it was a good drug or if it was a street drug, right? If it was fentanyl, if it was something that was not at all pushed upon us as a good drug or something that you could trust, like the Tylenol type of thing. You know, Tylenol, if you take too many, you could overdose. The point is, nonetheless, when you are not in your right mind, you're not in your right mind, regardless. Regardless if it's on a good drug or a not good drug. You're not in your right mind, now, you know, what he did was horrible, right? Gun, going back to gunplay, what he did was horrible. Apparently, she just asked him to turn the volume down while he was playing the game. <laughs> One thing about it, though, never ask a man to turn anything down <laughs> when it comes to their gaming situation. Like, I'm not saying I have experience with that. I'm just saying I've seen examples of that where that goes Ari. It goes Ari. It just, you see men are not in compliant when it comes to that. Cause I, and yes, yeah, so granted he's in his right mind. He's not in his right mind. But the point is, uh, there's something about these games that it's a form of, of escapism. It's a form of escapism they have a long they had a long day at work they have another long day coming up and you tell me to turn the volume down turn your face down <laughs> turn your fucking face down turn your ears off put headphones on no i'm obviously he should he should have turned it down it should have never been as loud as it was in the first place but you know i'm, I'm kidding it was a joke it's a joke but god bless it's 
<sighs> disappointing. This is disappointing, but we moving on, Joe. So, what else? Okay, so a teacher arrived to school drunk. <laughs> drunk off her mind there is a third grade teacher let's see if it tells us where she came from third grade teacher i hate when these ads come up oh in oklahoma okay third grade teacher comes the first day of school drunk on boxed wine really boxed wine the cheap stuff okay or Oklahoma cops say a third grade teacher was arrested after she appeared to be drunk during the first day of school arrested though what's the charge oh like drunk and disorderly conduct that sucks though to be arrested <laughs> I mean I guess Officers in Perkins, about 60, 60 miles north. Oh, okay, that part don't matter. Da, 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 da. Okay, teacher possibly intoxicated, according to a news release from the police department on the first day of class. Look, let's just talk about it, though. It's a little stressful. First day of anything, first day of a new job, first day of classes, whether you're the teacher or the student, the principal, the AP, <laughs> it's a little stressful. <laughs> So maybe she just wanted to take the edge off, break the ice, and have a couple of shots. Shots of red wine. Obviously, this is this, this is deplorable. This is not okay. She could have put the lives of her students in danger because of this silly behavior she decided to um to 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 engage in. But uh, anyway, so there's so here's a quote. A teacher kind of thought that she was acting strange and the superintendent ended up coming and talking to her. He believed that she was under the influence. A portable breath test revealed the teacher, 53 years old, had a blood alcohol concentration of 0.24. Though Colts was not driving, her BAC would have been three times the legal limit. A cup was found in Colts' classroom with the red liquid in it, according to the still <laughs> So she initially referred to the liquid as my juice, end quote. Body camera footage obtained. Um, Want to try that again? that there is wine a school resource officer told Colts Colts admitted to drinking half a box of wine until 3 a.m the night before the first day of school she later said she drank on the way to work according to the body camera footage The teacher told a school resource officer she drank out of the cup the day before and not during class that day. Colts was arrested and faces charges of public intoxication. The school got on it fast. As soon as there was a concern about that teacher, they went into action and did what they needed to do. And there and they were doing everything they could to make sure 
everyone was safe at the school. I mean, should she get fired? She had a hard day. I think, look, I think there's, there's stress in everything, right? In the first day of school, it's a little stressful. Wait, there's another report here. Students find teacher overdosing in classroom. Golly, this speaks to the practice itself. It's hard out here being in these schools in whatever role you're in. So if you want to take the edge off, give me second period to take the edge off. It's a joke. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I, I've been um, listening to different comments about people just upbringing when it comes to elementary school. And they've experienced teachers who were clearly on drugs. They And it was shown through their behavior. They would frequently take breaks outside and come back into the campus looking frazzled and disheveled. And um, people don't want to admit it, but there are people out here functioning as drug addicts or drug users, I should say, because if you're functioning, maybe you're not an addict. But there are people out here using drugs frequently and still manage to have a work-life balance. (laughs) They still manage to go to work, meet their deliverables, and show up accordingly while being high as fuck and stoned as fuck. Like, that's just... I mean, that's just really, that's the reality. That's the reality. And I, I sometimes I wonder if we lived in a world in which all of these hard drugs weren't classified as hard drugs and were classified as recreational use, good drugs, you know, drugs that the doctors approve. We wouldn't be having these conversations like we would have had a totally different perception when it comes to someone coming to work a little stoned. (laughs) Now, of course, it's not great to come to work high or stoned, especially dealing with children. Well, particularly dealing with children. But maybe again, if we were in a society in which that was not seen as disturbing maybe we wouldn't see as disturbing i'm i'm just saying like sometimes we if we just look at how things are painted at us right like we're supposed to think of this in a certain way if we just challenge ourselves to not think of it in that way we realize we're being conditioned every day We're conditioned to think one way and only that way. And if you don't, then you're outside the box. You're conspiracy theorists. You're delusional. You're crazy. And you're easily dismissed. I just urge everyone to just take a pill. I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. All right. I'll end it here, you guys. Make sure you have subscribed, left a review, tell a friend to tell a friend, and I will check in with you all next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. If you liked it, leave a review, share, and subscribe. God bless.